0: Familiar words from both readings, and yet sometimes the meaning passes us by. Seek the Lord while he may be found, call upon him while he is near. Familiar words. Instruction to go on looking for the Lord whether or not you think he's particularly relevant at that particular moment interesting the qualification while he is to be found while he is near does that mean that sometimes he's not to be found sometimes he's far away certainly it feels like that sometimes doesn't it haven't we all had those moments when we wonder what God is doing, where he is? And are pretty sure that he's just not around just at the moment. Of course we know, doctrinally, that he is everywhere. But grasping that idea is quite difficult. Is he really the other side of the Milky Way, as well as right here? Or does he flit around? There was one science fiction writer who had a wonderful speculation as to what would happen if, in fact, God wasn't always everywhere. And how long would it take him to get from the other side of the Milky Way back to here? Quite a while. Because he could only possibly travel at the speed of light, couldn't he? Now that's the kind of thinking Think that Isaiah is against. My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways your ways, says the Lord. It shouldn't be surprising. We can't quite get our minds round the idea of God. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. But we come back to our experience. Seek the Lord while he may be found. The prophet seems to be speaking to a people who had experienced exile, who were experiencing exile, and were hoping in, that they might go home, to their home in Jerusalem, the city of God. Well, much of the prophecy was saying, now is the time that you will be able to go home. But before that, the prophets were quite clear. No, you must stay where you are. This is where God has placed you. You may have experienced defeat as a nation, humiliation in being transported off to a foreign land, but this is God's will. And you will find it hard to find God there. But stay faithful to him. And he will, in due time, in his time, not in your time, come to your rescue. As indeed he did. Using for the purpose the most ungodly of people. A man called salas that the people of Israel were restored to Jerusalem. Seek the Lord while he may be found. There may be many times in our lives when we find it hard to find God. That shouldn't surprise us. Call upon him while he is near. Yes, he is always near. It doesn't always feel like that. If it feels as though you're further away from God than you once were, the question is, who's moved? The prophet goes on to say something about the reasons why we may feel that God is not there. Why he's not near to be called upon. Let the wicked forsake their way and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them return to the Lord that he may have mercy on them. All of us fall away to a greater or lesser degree from God. Sometimes more often, some people more often than others. But the nature of God is not... Be standing in judgment the whole time, but longing to pardon. That is in His nature. That the return to the Lord, to our God, that He will abundantly pardon. We come expecting that God shall always be there, shall be at our beck and call. No. But if we know when we turn away from depending on anything, anybody other than God, he's there waiting to pardon. We need to turn around to repent again and again because none of us stay on course. And I think it's with those things in mind that we need to read the Gospel lesson. Sounds too easy. Ask and it will be given you. Search and you'll find, knock and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who, no- who knocks, the door will be opened. Is that your experience? I suggest it's unusual if it is. Our experience surely sometimes we ask for things and we don't get them. Sometimes we can spend a long time looking and not finding. Sometimes we're convinced that a particular door needs to be opened for our lives and it stays firmly shut. Remember the words of Isaiah, my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are your ways my ways. When we begin to understand God, that is when we will experience answers to prayer. That is when we will experience the truth of Jesus' proclamation that sounds so easy and so good. What's God like, asked Jesus, of his disciples. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for bread, will give a stone? No, there isn't. Or the child asks for a fish, will give a snake? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good things to your children... How much more will a good God give to those who ask Him? But the first gift that He always wants to give is the gift of pardon. He doesn't give because we deserve it, because we've earned it. He doesn't even give because we ask. He gives because it's in his his nature to do so. But before he gives, he forgives. And until he has forgiven, and that forgiveness has been accepted by you, by me, then his gifts don't flow as easily. When we come to God, though, Trusting in him, not in anything we've done or are, and ask. He will give both. That forgiveness and that gift. And we will be transformed. And only when Jesus has explained how, how much God gives Does he start telling us how we ought to behave? Given that God is such a good giver, in everything, do to others as you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. This is the result of understanding who God is, what he's like. He's a, vivi- a forgiving God who longs for us to come to Him, trusting in Him alone. That is His promise to His children. Let us join Him as His children, coming to Him, knowing that we don't deserve it, we can't earn it. He longs to give. And if someone longs to give, it's only right, surely, that we should reach out and receive with gratitude and with devotion. And we will find our lives transformed by the thanksgiving that we offer for all that God has given to you and to me.